0: I've got to say, this is is going to be a hard thing to deliver with with two young children asleep in the house, OK? You know what I want? I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want? Or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love?
1: I'm not giving you a damn thing, Paul. I'm not giving you a damn thing except the Haribo you deserve.
0: I didn't realise we were doing accents. Richard, (laughs) look at you. You know what I want. It's killing you. Look at you. Eat this, stomachs. I know you. I know you. I see it. It's killing you. It's tearing you apart. You want a podcast so bad, but you can't stand it. Do you, you want me. podcast
1: again? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on, carry on.
0: Okay. Uh, but you won't give it to me because you're not in control. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this now. <laughs> no, you play with that. Uh, let me hear you say it. Everyone wants to hear you say it. Give me what I want. You know what I want. You don't give it to me because you're not in control. I'm in control. Now, Richard. Give me what
1: I want. I'm going to give you the Haribo you deserve, Paul, and nothing more.
0: No, that's not what I want. I want a podcast with you at WrestleMania. Give it to me. You want a podcast
1: with me at Mania? Is this what this is about? You're hiding behind Mrs. Scrivens. Is this what you've become? Because you want a podcast with me at WrestleMania. Is that what you want?
0: Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> give me what I want.
1: You want a podcast with me at WrestleMania?
0: Give me what I want.
1: You're on. And now, Burst presents the WrestleMania 35 preview podcast. Hello, and welcome to the third annual WrestleMania preview podcast brought to you by Burst Radio. I'm Richard Carey. We'll be previewing all the matches as announced for the biggest wrestling event in the calendar year, ran by the biggest wrestling, sorry, sports entertainment company in the world, yeah. WWE. But I won't be doing this review alone, as I have a very special guest with me for this preview podcast. Uh, He is one of the hosts of the New Generation Project podcast, a wrestling podcast that reviews mid-90s wrestling from the WWF. And this man goes by many names. He might go by 100%, the axiom, the big fella. But most people know him as Paul Scrivens. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, Richard. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Looking forward to this. So how are you doing today? I am doing surprisingly well, considering I've uh, had a bit of a disaster at tea time. I uh, I picked up the wrong curry from Sainsbury's, and uh, I had a korma, which is uh, not my bag, but uh, it was okay. What do you usually have for curry? It would normally be a jalfrezi or a tikka masala.
1: Ah, strong choices all around, I okay. think.
0: Fairly safe and standard. Yeah, to,
1: yeah. N- nothing too spicy? No? Uh,
0: nothing, nothing at the, the top end. I don't want any kind of trips to hospital.
1: Uh, how's the family?
0: Fam- family is, is very good. We've had a, a trip to the opticians today, but but did no glasses you, required did
1: you go to Scriven's Opticians
0: no no boots actually.
1: oh no you I, couldn't go to uh, your, your, your namesake
0: I, I could have asked for some family discount
1: exactly yeah yeah uh, I,
0: I get a lot of um photos of the front of various Scriven's Opticians which is always good like I must, I must have at least a dozen it's quite
1: funny because for me like my surname Carey um, there is a actual a Carey Optimist as well so we 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 both have that in common that we happen to have businesses about eyewear named after us.
0: Well, well, this is a revelation to me because I've just realised for several years now I've been pronouncing your surname completely <laughs> wrong, which I imagined was always the case. But um, yeah,
1: be- um, yeah, I don't usually try and point that out now because it's just like whenever I correct people, they still get it wrong. So I I just sort of leave it, and I'm not that bothered about people getting it wrong. I'm not going to hold it against you, Paul, at all.
0: Well, well, well thank you. But, but so I, I feel like I've been spreading misinformation to
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure many of the fans of the New Generation po- Project podcast will be listening. But for anyone unfamiliar about it, could you tell us a bit about the podcast?
0: So the podcast is myself, Adam, who is Wrestling Mullets, and Stuart is, is the main host. Stuart has an incredible knowledge of wrestling, of quite a long time span but he was always a massive massive Bret Hart fan we came up with the idea of doing a podcast and realistically it was mainly a vehicle for us to stay in touch I mean it was was at the point where I'd just had my first child and kind of things were getting increasingly busy and we kind of realized that if we didn't have a reason to meet up we wouldn't meet up Stuart came up with the idea of of covering the new generation era as, as something that's a bit probably underrepresented in terms of less favored eras of wrestling We sit around and we review pay-per-views, mostly WWE, but some WCW. We did one ECW pay-per-view and a few bonus episodes in there. Things like Baywatch and Thunder in Paradise and, you know, something that I very much enjoyed doing and a lot of fun to do.
1: Brilliant. And uh, so my love to um, Stuart and Adam, always appreciate all your work you put into the show. I think that one of the things I really love about the show is that sort of the detail, the level of detail and the research it's, a really, it's like a deep dive into the subject, isn't it?
0: Yes, and I always feel like I don't really pull my weight, if I'm honest. Stuart will put in an incredible amount of research. The, the, the early episodes were, I think, about one hour, 20-ish, the, the, the first one or two. After the first few, we so, said, well, we'll probably never go above two hours. And then I think our longest episode, by the the time the the last ones were coming around, we were splitting them into several shows sometimes for for things like the the last WrestleMania that we did. And I think our last show was four and a half hours long, or in that region, it was kind of frightening. Almost as long as WrestleMania. Yeah, well, you know, that was two parts. So together, I think we did about seven hours, so it really was WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah.
1: One of the things that's so good about your podcast is the community of fans you bring. I mean, that's myself and yourself sort of know each other, I guess. So how do you feel about the fan base and if there been any surreal experiences from doing the
0: podcast? I think it's all a surreal experience. When you find out that something you do purely for almost like your own benefit is enjoyed by other people. We have had some of the, the, the nicest people. I mean, I, I'm generally fairly anxious and cautious as a person. I, I don't necessarily like new things too much. I kind of like familiarity and the thought of kind of meeting new people often fills me with dread. But actually everybody that I've met connected to the podcast has been, uh, you, you know, the loveliest people or have been the loveliest people. We've had lots of people do really nice things for us. So people like James Musselwhite, who is, does the kind of photography, got portraits of the rest of the website, incredibly talented guy. we met up with him a few times, brilliant bloke, really, really funny, just, just great fun to be around. But that's kind of true of everybody that we've met. So I remember we went to watch Ring of Honor in Leicester a few years ago. So, so you came up for that and uh, oh yeah. We- we met in the brew Brewdog probably in beforehand and we kind of went in, and there, there there you were, and there kind of were were other people who listened to the show. It was the first time that I'd met people connected with the show, kind of face to face, and everybody was so lovely and so kind and so generous. And then kind of 2017, so September 2017, we got the chance to go to King of Trios and the Chikara event. You, you know that, that was a fantastic experience. We got to do a live podcast with Mike Crackenbrush and Bryce Wemsburg, who are absolutely fantastic people. All the other fans that we met there, we talked to, to quite a lot of people who knew the show and they were really kind when they, they spoke to us. And it was just one week after that, we did another live show in London and, you know, met yourself again and, and you know, numerous other people. I have just had the loveliest time talking to some wonderful people. You know, a lot of, of my experience on Twitter with the interaction with people has, has just been... I can't really think of anything particularly negative at all. And when, when you kind of think how there's a lot of negativity on, on there as well. And, you know, I've been really reassured just by the fact that constantly coming across such nice people.
1: Like I've met like quite a lot of people from Twitter um, who also know me because you mentioned me on the show so much so it's quite it's quite funny how that happens it's sort of serendipitous i sort of remember like the first time because is that i think it's a like bash of the beach 96 episode where you can't say the word prodigy and then everyone and i i struggle sometimes to say it now because it's like some sort of contagious thing so it was it was such quite a surreal experience for me just to hear it, my name sort of being said like times and times like what's going on here like it's a really crazy thing
0: <laughs> yeah it's, so yeah prodigy i think i've got that, was- <laughs> was I think the, the first one and then the next week I don't, I don't know if it was yours somebody else did tragedy and that was equally as difficult but the, the amount of times that I struggle to read is worrying
1: so I know on the new generation podcast you're sort of known for your cracking anecdotes about your everyday life do you have anything you want to share with us
0: today you know what because I thought that uh that you might ask or something like that I was, I was kind of racking my brains and I've got to say I've had a really uneventful couple of months the the only thing that, that kind of came to mind which was completely random was just something that I was almost like dying to, to have a podcast to do like the day after this happened because I thought I'll never remember this for whenever I'm next to a show Christmas Eve I was going round to my my parents house which is only a few miles away to drop off the presents because we were going there the following day and we didn't want to kind of have to take everything in the car we had some quite bulky items to deliver being kind of santa claus as it were my brother was there who's 40 now and as is often the case uh, with them at christmas they will play quite a lot of games of scrabble in the evening and it was only kind of when i um i got up to leave that i just happened to see because of, of where it was my brother's tiles and how he had them arranged and it just made me kind of laugh but i couldn't point it out there because because my mom and dad would not have uh approved of the humor but his his tiles spelt out and he split it up so it did do this you rub o me it kind of sounds like it is slightly improper he's not the kind of guy to, to kind of do that sort of humor so it was very unlike him and it just kind of uh made me stand back and uh, and kind of think oh that's a little odd it's
1: not exactly cockpish partridge is it
0: it's not this Partridge, no. <laughs>
1: have you been watching new uh, Partridge stuff on uh, BBC?
0: I have. I did, at uh, first, if I most think that having that format might almost wear a little bit thin. If anything, I think it's got better and just kind of more established. And the style of the comedy, the kind of the levels of awkwardness at times, is just absolutely sublime. Um, my favourite thing um, in the shows is often when he's speaking to the correspondent who will agree with anything that that jenny gresham the other host will say
1: oh yeah yeah and
0: this good, reason, like, i just think that is the the simplest bit and you know exactly what's going to happen now but it's just such such good writing i think
1: it's kind of a mix almost between like knowing me knowing you and um i'm Anna partridge because they've got it's got bits of both of them in it i think
0: absolutely absolutely and I, I do feel like i got into partridge fairly early on i mean the only thing that i haven't really seen is i haven't been able to get a hold of is the very early stuff when he was doing on the hour But I kind of got into it when he was doing the original Know Me, Knowing You radio series. And if anything, I I prefer that. I think that's better than the TV series of Know Me, Knowing You. I mean, they're both excellent, but I do wonder how many people haven't heard his radio stuff, which is just still some of the best stuff he's done.
1: Yeah, I was watching the Day to Day recently, which I hadn't seen before. It, It almost seems like it's so weird watching Day to Day in 2019, where everything just feels like this could actually be news now because the world's gone so mad
0: it's shining. i'd I'd like to hear it like almost like a partridge brexit special or day-to-day brexit special Mm. um I, i think it'd be very entertaining
1: I suppose we should talk about wrestling at some point in this podcast, really. Um, oh, God, let,
0: let's do that, yeah.
1: So, in the lead-up to WrestleMania 35, I asked people on Twitter what their favourite moments from the last 12 months in WWE were. So, here are their thoughts. Uh, so, the Then Now Whatever podcast um, said the renaissance of Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe's assured promo work, the Becky Lynch versus Charlotte feud, and the Shay- Shayna Baszler, I can't say Shayna Baszler, even I'm struggling to speak, <laughs> Uh, versus Kyrie sane feud
0: stuart bramley i'd have to just say the whole gagano versus champ feud it's had continuity forward planning and emotional involvement that's rarely seen in wwe and the matches have more than backed that up my favorite feud since foley versus triple h and that's the highest praise that i can give
1: david gray ray mysterio's return NXT pay-per-views being consistently excellent, Daniel Bryan's heel turn and the women's division excellent
0: matches. Colin Middleton. The return to prominence of Drew McIntyre. Becky Lynch getting her dues. Bryan's return and heel turn. Mustafa Ali on the main roster and the Evolution pay-per-view.
1: Andy Burden said that they kept the network to nine ninety nine, although there are rumours that it might be going up to twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. Yeah, they're also talking about you know like Netflix has different levels of membership. So They were talking about doing like a staggered membership level, and then if you paid more, you get like ICW and progress and like other other content basically. If you pay more,
0: what's your what's your opinion on that? I mean, it's a good round number at the minute, isn't it? I could round it up to ten. You could round it
1: up to ten. Yeah, you could, you could just take the penny out. I mean, I don't know how much that means to Dodo's bottom line. I don't know, really. I think it's very good, you know, value for money at nine ninety nine pounds for, for what you
0: get. Well, uh, what would you have paid back in the day for a tag classic DVD? Uh, probably about 15 yeah, pounds at least, at
1: least 15 quid.
0: And, and you kind of, you look now, you know, should I want to, I can go back and watch any pay-per-view really easily. I can watch, you know, Raw's, um, you know, whatever the other shows are doing at my convenience. They've got a lot of content on there. If I'm honest, I do think it's really good value. And i'm sure if they do put the price up, it will, it will put some people off but i still think it would represent good value for money and if they are thinking of doing some staggered memberships I'm, i would think that there would be lots of people perhaps interested in in slightly different content and if you can get the right content you know to aim at those people who are willing to pay a little bit extra i can see it working God, yeah. yeah, um oh, I this I person's think it's got jay so,
1: rockstar
0: J rockstar okay right well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not down with the,
1: um, <laughs> let's speak, um, Charlotte versus Becky. I mean, that that's kept it short and sweet. So Chris Pilkerton, Rey Mysterio proving he's still one of the best wrestlers in the world, Evolution outshining pretty much every other pay-per-view, Daniel Bryan's amazing heel run and Titus falling under the ring. Do you remember that
0: one, Paul? From... Just, is, is that in the last year?
1: Yeah, that was um, the greatest Royal Rumble, uh, with, you know, Saudi Arabia, the first Saudi Arabia show.
0: It feels like forever ago.
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was like the first thing after WrestleMania, I think. That's when they set up the big Brock Lesnar-Roman uh, Reigns rematch. It was just set up like literally straight after WrestleMania. Mm.
0: I must have just seen that so often in GIF form that it feels like longer ago. Benjamin E. Becky Lynch deservingly so, but another thing that I've enjoyed is Brian's heel turn.
1: Final one here from Joshua. Having Brian back is my main highlight, especially his r- recent heel turn. A lot of love there for Daniel Bryan's heel turn. So that's the first match we're going to talk about is the WWE Championship match between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. So Kofi's kind of made it an unlikely way to the WrestleMania match. Uh, he replaced Mustafa Ali in the Elimination Chamber match back in February. He's sort of got a bit of momentum now. So with the wind in his sails, is it now time after 11 years for Kofi to win the WWE Championship? So Paul have you been watching the progress of Kofi Kingston and what do you think that, of him in general?
0: That's one of the the things that I've kind of picked up through Twitter in most of my Twitter feed is is either Rachel Riley or wrestling related. Usually one of the two. Um Rachel Riley's a bit controversial I mean I hear because she, she was
1: there was, there was um, some something she said. I'm not even sure what it was, but she was trending on Twitter for the wrong reason. That's all I know.
0: Well, what's what's happened, I say interestingly, um, not interesting at all, but like I, I changed my phone a couple of months ago. And and so I've, my WrestleMaths account, just like if I get a notification, it like pops up sporadically, but I don't really see that very much. Mm-hmm. And, and that's probably the one that I have to follow uh, Rachel Riley on. So I've seen less of them in the last kind of month or two since I've switched phones. But yeah, lots of lots of my kind of information comes through the kind of filter off of twitter i guess so before he got into the chamber match there was a, that was the really long gauntlet match was it no it wasn't gauntlet. it was um the match to see who went in the chamber last wasn't it and that was the almost yeah, right, yeah. an hour
1: yeah i think so they, they give him a really long time in it i think with kofi it is sort of a it's kind of like they've just sort of realized they had something from years ago which they could use again almost because it's like it's, it's sort of been simmering but they haven't really capitalised on anything. So I guess, I guess it's it's quite a good luck as well. Because I think with Daniel Bryan's heel turn, I, I was really sort of baffled by it when they did it. This is a guy who was the biggest thing five years ago. Uh, a Massive baby face. Obviously he had a bit of a stumbling comeback. They were trying to sort of do sort of the greatest hits of Daniel Bryan's first run. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really quite work. So then he turned him heel and actually... He has made it work, I
0: think. Um, Just the fact that you get to see Daniel Bryan wrestle still is is a real bonus to me. I mean, When I'd go around, before I was kind of watching as much wrestling as I did for for a little while, Um, I'd go see Stuart in Bedford and he'd show me stuff and and often it would be Daniel Bryan. Often it would be some of his heel work, which which is just so entertaining. It's just very entertaining. He always has that connection with the fans and he can play, play it whichever way he wants and do it effectively. My suspicion with, with what they might do and this is just because uh, you know, I, I don't think things through very well and there's probably a good reason this won't happen but, but I would very much expect Kofi not to win it at Wrestlemania but possibly to win at Raw
1: Oh, this this is your prediction
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of what, what I'd, I'd say would happen because I think there's, there's almost the, the expectation at Wrestlemania that they have to give the fans some things that they want but they can't, you know you can't necessarily give the fans everything. The, the, the fan favourites can't win every match. Well, uh, they
1: could, but they never do.
0: They're, well, if, if it yeah. becomes too predictable, then then it's not a, not entertaining. Like it, it, it only works. Like the more adversity, and this um, story for you know the bits that I've picked out of it, it's it's all adversity. So it's it's you know. He's had lots of gaunt and matches and people changing their mind and, and, and things like that. So it feels like this is certainly one of those things that he's, he's held in such high esteem. They've got to keep stacking the odds, stacking the odds. And he will, I'm sure, get the payoff. I don't necessarily think it will happen at WrestleMania. It just doesn't seem like that story's arcing that way. But I, I think maybe just after WrestleMania or maybe in the next pay-per-view if it's not at the Raw. But I think they might just kind of make the fans wait a little bit longer. Because ultimately, I think the more adversity he faces, when the payoff comes, it'll be even bigger.
1: I hate to point this out to you, Paul, but obviously Kofi and Bryan, they're at SmackDown. So it probably wouldn't be at Raw.
0: Well, OK. Well, maybe they'll change plans at WrestleMania. P-
1: potentially, yeah. Potentially that could happen.
0: Big swerve. Yes, a that, big that is swerve. a fair me, Richard.
1: That, that, I, I like your bold predictions here, starting <laughs> off with a bang.
0: <laughs> I just want all heel versus heel, Matt. Heel
1: versus else. Uh, so yeah, I was going to ask if you had like any ideas for the Wrestlemania 35 card It's just going to be all the heels against each other. I can give you my prediction for the match. I actually think Kofi's going to win it. Yeah, I think it, it, it does seem like the time it should happen at, and why would you do this match at Wrestlemania if it wasn't going to go that way? So I'm going to go for Kofi Kingston. I'm going to be contrarian on this
0: occasion. Uh, are we scoring points on this?
1: If you want to, we'll come, maybe we'll come back we'll reconvene after Wrestlemania and see who's got the most.
0: You know I'm competitive.
1: Yeah, I know how competitive you are. I have a bit of a game for you later, maybe. So we can have a oh, bit, bit of competition fun. later. What I wanted to know is like, what what got you into wrestling?
0: I I reckon I've, I've, I've given about three or four different versions of this before and been asked. I remember seeing a, a tiny bit, like I'm, I mean, maybe one match around my next door neighbour's house when I was I was really quite young, and then I saw in a TV program that there was some wrestling on Sky and my granddad had Sky at the time and I went round to watch it and there was a Papa Shango match on and it scared the living daylights out of me and you know being quite young I I want to say about eight at the time and I remember being really scared and kind of like after a couple of matches like I was just too frightened and went to went back to my dad and went home and that was my first real experience but then <laughs> um Heat was my, my next real one I don't know particularly why I started watching it I think it's just on Channel 4 I think it's
1: it's quite a gap then, really, isn't it? Between Papa Shango oh. and Heat. It's like uh, six or seven years, I think.
0: And conveniently, missed out all the new gen era. Um... Yeah, so you're just going back and watching it again.
1: For me, what happened with me, uh, my, my dad got me into wrestling, actually. He sort of was like a fan of like Jake the Snake Roberts, and he, he watched the World of Sports stuff back mm-hmm. in the 80s with Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks, which you always hear people say so many good things about, and it's, it's hard to know how good World of Sports... We did have the sort of new version of world of sport but it is a different sort of uh product and that would be yeah i just sort of started watching like superstars and watching random matches for the hardy boys and all that all those checkered those green checkered um trousers they used to wear sort of spiraled from there i think the first paper I watched was bad blood which was the one where kane turned up which probably a really and i think you mem- mentioned in your episode about it really bad Show except the main event.
0: The main event aside, that was up there with one of the worst shows that we'd watched. I mean, the, the main event completely saves that show. I mean, can, I can remember my first full pay per view that I watched. That was fully loaded, I guess it was probably 2000. I remember Valvinas Rikishi, Cage Match. Yeah, I remember kind of watching that, and it, and that was one of those things, obviously, the, the time that we watch it in the UK. You know, I was probably watching it on, on one, volume one, so my parents couldn't hear the, the, the TV on at silly o'clock in the morning when I would have had school the next day. And... Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I never got to stay up. I had to. We had to tape them. I always lent my cassette tapes from my mate Neil, and i never get them back. He still got, like, <laughs> over 20 of my old cassette tapes and my copy of WWF Attitude. He still hasn't given it back 20 years later.
0: Well, look, I did have a VCR in, back in the day, but the VCR was so old, it squeaked really loudly, and that would probably have be been louder than watching the TV.
1: That's the problem with analogue, isn't it? Um, So what do you think makes pro wrestling great for you?
0: Emotion, agility and athleticism, storytelling. I think we're quite spoilt at the minute in terms of what we have available to us to watch. I think the amount of of different types of wrestling, there is probably a style out there for most people to enjoy, whether you enjoy high flyers, whether you you enjoy kind of like map-based wrestling, whether you enjoy brawl type matches I mean I think there's there's a wide variety on offer and I think if you are willing to look in the right places and and invest a bit of time you'll you'll find something that you enjoy
1: I sometimes make a quite grandiose um, thing about wrestling where I think if Shakespeare was alive today he would actually write wrestling because it's got all the elements of everything in entertainment you've got you've got the tv side with the shows that are on you've got the sort of radio side with announcing you've got uh, music, in terms of theme music. You've got the stage element of it in terms of you know, the performance aspect. Uh, you also got a gymnastic sort of aspect of the actual wrestling itself. So you've got all these different things that go into one. So potentially, I think wrestling has the biggest upside to don't, possibly any of the arts, but that's perhaps a grandiose way of talking about wrestling, but I don't know.
0: I agree. I, th- I think wrestling, when done well, I, I'm not sure that there's many things to quite compete with it you're absolutely right in terms of it's got so many different facets to it and when they all come together to tell a story and people really connect with it and i think the the reverse is true i think when wrestling is done poorly i think it's can be quite jarring as well
1: so we're moving on to our second match now which is shane mcmahon versus the Miz. Weirdly enough, it's one of WWE's longest-running storylines. It, it dates back to last November at Crown Jewel. A shame at man became the winner of the World Cup, which exclusively involved Americans, because that's how World Cups work.
0: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise it only involved Americans.
1: There was Rey Mysterio in there, but he is actually from San Diego, although they like to say he's Mexican. but Again, yeah. He has a Mexican roots and obviously lots of links to mexican wrestling but yeah it does seem really weird to do to say you're going to do a world cup and then just bring eight people from the same nationality paul yeah as as a dad um, do you know about this george mizanian who's mrs dad and it's kind of he's a big part of this feud
0: i've seen some of the clips where you know he's often ringside and, and getting hugged and yeah.
1: but how would you feel if, if the son of a really rich man beat up your kid in front of an
0: audience oh it's that is a difficult question because uh, <laughs> Uh, are we getting to a stage where we're taking it too seriously again? But it's it, it's always interesting when they, they, they do the kind of the family member involvement, isn't it? Yeah, I, d- I don't know how I feel about it. It just seems like, because they, they built it up for a while, wasn't they? Because he, he appeared at a few of the events, didn't he?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: Certainly, I mean, so I've certainly seen two where he appears. The, the first one where they, they won the title. Is so it against the bar? I yeah, I think
1: so, yeah. I think it was uh, Rumble.
0: Yeah, and then then obviously the, the, the lost and things break down. I'd just be thinking about money, I think, if if, uh, <laughs> if that was my son in years to come. You know, if, to, to be fair, if he gets a spot at WrestleMania, I'll, I'll be fairly happy.
1: <laughs> it's all about the money in Scrimm's household, is it? It's
0: got to pay his way.
1: So this was announced as a Falls Cat Anywhere match, probably only so Shane McMahon can fall off something tall. What kind of big stunt is Shane going to pull off this year, do you think?
0: Is it an inside one or an outside
1: one? Falls cat anywhere is that so you can go anywhere and pin anyone anywhere.
0: Sorry, the, the arena is because it, it's MetLife. Oh,
1: it? It's is out- it inside or outside? Oh, sorry, um, it is. It is an outside arena. Yes, it's got. It's got.
0: A... So, so they'll have those kind of big towers for like the, the canopy and the lighting, won't they?
1: Yeah. Well, my my thought is they're going to build a, like a I don't know, some sort of Statue of Liberty style structure at the stage, and he's going to jump off that, or he's going to fall off that.
0: It's one of those those things and I guess it was it was like the, the same with the with the hand on To some extent the fact that we're talking about it means that it's it's too predictable. Um and you're waiting for it to happen and if it doesn't happen, you just set up disappointment. Not to say that we should be disappointing if it doesn't jump off something at all, but like that will kind of be, you know, what people are expecting. So I think I think it, it kind of does put them in a in a hard position, but I'm sure they'll make it into a air quotes, WrestleMania moment.
1: Maybe they'll, they'll swerve us and have Miz fall off something at all. Yeah, didn't see that
0: coming. Oh, they could do. I, I think that'd be quite an interesting match. I mean, it, it's one of the matches that, that I think would be enjoyable. I, I quite like the Miz. I quite like Shane. He's, he's, he's cheesy, but but I, uh, for, for me, it's entertaining.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's heel shame at man now. So uh, do you think we'll see the Mean Street Posse back?
0: I would love to see the Mean Street Posse back. But are they, are they not doing really random jobs now they probably kind of but
1: you know i mean i mean if kenny, if kenny dykstra can get up and come back and do his uh, spirit squad stuff then i'm sure i'm sure we can get the mean street Party back together
0: have i missed
1: kenny dykstra coming back well he was back for like a couple of weeks um it was him and uh was it is it mikey from spirit squad came back to do it i think it was in 2016 actually they came back to do like a little tag program and then they they disappeared again
0: I, I used to go. I mean, you know, I was watching it back in the day when it was there was a lot of Spirit Squad against DX in like numerous kind of versions of handicap matches and and such. Yeah, I remember the Spirit Squad? Good good times.
1: So, what's your prediction for the match?
0: Yeah, that's a, I think that's a difficult one. I I, I think realistically Shane will do something daft, like jump off something very tall and he will probably lose because of it. So you know, Miss will probably move out of the way and then pin it. I think that's kind of a likely ending.
1: Oh, we're quite different then. I've actually gone for Shane McMahon. I am not sure why, but I think I think I I sort of decided that he's going to do something significant afterwards. So may, maybe you know Shane has got more potential going for. I am not sure as as a heel, sort of a fresh heel. Usually they get kind of a a bit of a push. So we'll see what happens though. So I thought we'd run through some Wrestlemania 35 facts now. It's the 35th Wrestlemania, that's the easy one. Uh, The first Wrestlemania was held in Madison Square Garden in New York in 1985 with the main event of Hulk Hogan and Mr. T defeating Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. And this year it will be held in MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, although uh, WWE liked to market it as New York. Uh, Last time that Wrestlemania was in the stadium was Wrestlemania 29 where John Cena defeated The Rock in the main event for the... WWE Championship and Wrestlemania is just part of a weekend of events run by WWE including the fan access the Hall of Fame and NXT Takeover New York so going into this year's Hall of Fame as announced as of uh, time of recording is uh, D-Generation X Harlem Heat the Hart Foundation of Bret Hart and Jim Knight not the 97 one the Honky Tonk Man and Tory Wilson so Paul have you got any thoughts on this year's Hall of Fame
0: so basically DX DX Harlem
1: Heat, yeah. DX uh, is with China as well, so it's basically seems to be done so they could put China in the Hall of Fame without putting her in the Hall of Fame. If that makes sense,
0: yeah. So, so I mean, I've I've not seen very much Harlem Heat, but I've seen very little bits of them through what we covered in WCW, and there was a street fight in that that we saw that was really long. I'm trying to think if that was if that was them. I, I don't know very much about them uh, particularly, but.
1: I think Scott would probably tell us that the American Males beat them at uh, Nitro Free for the WCW tag team titles.
0: I think it was. I'm sure he would.
1: Yeah. One name that sticks out for me is uh, Tori Wilson, and I actually think she actually really does deserve to be in a Hall of Fame, but some people are saying you know she was just sort of used as for her looks and that's not that's not wrong that's the truth but she did put in a lot of effort and actually if you look at her matches if she was given a bit more to work with there was definitely improvement in what she did at least in WWE I'm not too sure about the WCW stuff
0: yeah it's 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 an interesting one i guess cuz i guess you know it's a big spotlight on the women's division at the minute and a lot of credit right, very, very rightly goes to people like trish and lisa and, and people like that but you know having those people like tori started to increase the amount of women in the matching and it was important
1: so, we'll move on to NXT TakeOver, and those matches include the War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet, Pete Dunne versus Walter for the NXT, you know, well, not the NXT, United Kingdom Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the uh, NXT title, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the NXT North American title, and Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane for the NXT women's title. So, a whopping five title matches on the card have you been following nxt do you have any particular thoughts about any of these matches
0: i see little bits every now and again i'm, I'm in terms of a wrestling viewer i have to just with kind of life as it is at the minute kind of grab grab a little bit here and there grab moments I'll, you know occasionally yeah, if absolutely. i see something on twitter I might and, and a few minutes I might go and watch a, a particular match I've, I've not seen a lot something that that uh, you, you know that i will watch will be the, the NXT TakeOver show just because the quality of that is, is normally fantastic. Really excited to see Pete done again. I have not seen a Walter match and I'm looking forward to rectifying that oversight because, you know, it's such a such a lot of buzz around Walter. So that I'm really looking forward to. But, but I mean, all of those matches, I mean, in terms of high-quality wrestling, that will be the, the highlight of the weekend in, in terms of match quality, you know, Alistair Black and Ricochet, that they're, they're always going to be entertaining. Adam Cole, Johnny Gagano, that that'll be fantastic. Whatever I've seen of Velveteen Dreams being spot on. I've I've seen very little of Matt Riddle, either before or, or since kind of moving to, to WWE.
1: What I've seen for me he likes to say bro a lot. That's about what I know about Matt Riddle. He had two matches with Cassius Ono they do this weird thing sometimes where in WWE they'll have like a squash match first and then they'll have a long match, which I'd never understand. So Mm. if you just beat the guy in a minute, why would you need to have another match for him? But yeah, it's it's a stacked card, I would say, definitely.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that that I like about them is, is those shows are a good digestible length. The matches are always long enough to kind of invest yourself into. And they're always like a couple of hours that, that freeze by pretty, pretty quickly with with top quality stuff in, in so in terms of a very watchable bit of high quality wrestling that that'll be the uh, I think the apex of the weekend, yeah, I'm kind of sitting on the floor now, so I will try and stay fairly still so it doesn't mess things up
1: okay well you in that cross legged position that the black or
0: something? no, no, I'm not that flexible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting, sh- I'm getting old.
1: Yeah, I get cramped when I do that. It's really bad, isn't it?
0: Just getting in, in that position seems like exercise to me. So it's. A bit- <laughs> not going to
1: take up any DDP yoga or anything?
0: No, no, it's a bit beyond me.
1: Okay, cool. So are you are you ready to uh, rock with this? So I'll uh, do uh, a bit of uh, an intro. Up to
0: to the right, second, I can just see the back of the the hose and Delo Brown. Whoa! Before
2: you get started, I have something to say. <laughs>
1: So now we move on to some of the matches from the Raw brand that appear at WrestleMania. And we start with Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. When Kurt announced he was retiring at WrestleMania, there's big hopes whose opponent might be. But all those hopes soon turned to groans when Baron Corbin was announced as his opponent. To preview this match, we're going to go all the way back to Survivor Series 1999 and watch the very first Kurt Angle WWE match against Sean Stasiak. A.K.A. from your heat days, you should know who this is.
0: Um, remind me oh, 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 I don't want to say it I think I know what it is but I don't want to say it
1: why don't you is want to say it, it?
0: Let- is it four letters long yes oh is it meat
1: that's it you got it Yeah. okay right
0: do you, yeah.
1: think, do you think you're wrong then do
0: you think you're wrong yeah um, my mind plays tricks on me
1: <laughs> so first off there's a uh, promo package for Kurt Angle and uh, he talks about his achievements winning gold medals
0: yeah so his his gold medal was 96
1: 96 the Atlanta oh. Olympics yeah a broken freaking neck, as he likes to say.
0: And and so, I'm trying to think, so had ECW approached him? They talks yeah, that's
1: right. Um, so he was in talks with ECW, but there was the crucifixion yeah. angle with Raven, I think, and that put him off. And then he went to WWE and they literally did the same thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. But he wasn't put off, so not sure why, but uh, he wasn't. Would you like to know what else is on this card, Paul?
0: So well, Survivor Series 99, uh, I don't know, it feels strange to see Sean Stasiak.
1: Yeah, it's Sean Stasiak. It's weird also because I always associate with with the invasion and WCW and him running into, uh, into wolves at really fast speeds, which he, he did quite a lot in the summer of 2001 but they're showing it. Stan Stasiak, who was his dad, who was the WWWF champion back in the day.
0: Back in the day when it had an extra W.
1: Yes, and it, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't having trademark of infringements with the World Wide Fund. I, sh- I shall go through a couple of matches that you could have had here. You had pre- Big Show versus Big Boss Man, Prince Albert, Midian and Viscera. This was the feud featuring Big Show's dead dad and the whole funeral. Do you, do you know the funeral angle?
0: I, I do. That's that's something that that um, yeah gets talked about a lot. Still, doesn't sound like a particularly exciting match. I must say that.
1: No, it's like a gauntlet match, and I think he beats them all. There's also China versus Chris Jericho for the IC title.
0: Okay, was that was that their first match together? Then
1: I'm not actually sure because I know they had a few of them, didn't they? They had a, like a draw, and they were co IC
0: champions for a while. Do
1: you know what the big event happened on this show was?
0: stone cold against somebody presumably
1: well it's stone cold related
0: oh you're making me think that was it oh him being run over
1: yeah he got run over by a car at um survivor series although they had promoted the main event all the way to the actual match well all Mm. the way to he got run over and then they took it away so it was kind of one of these bait and switch things it's obviously questionable to do that
0: yeah no that, that that's yes and it was about five or six different people that did the deed.
1: Mainly Rikishi, assisted by Triple H. So, we just started the match. There's a lot of uh, mat wrestling going on.
0: Well, I'm just just sad, obviously, because we're, we're watching it on mute, so didn't get to hear that glorious music
1: off oh, the page. Right. The Patriot music. Yeah. It is slightly different than Angle's music.
0: Is it's, it? They, I they, they took
1: just... out a few of the bells, I
0: think, in Angle's music. To keep it fresh.
1: Yeah, I think they won the freshen- I think, um, like, Sergeant Slaughter
0: used it once as well. Well, did Vader come out to it Something as well. Yeah,
1: that was. I think that was the uh, that was the flag match, was it? Or uh, yeah, I'm sure he did. So what's quite interesting, if you did have the the sound on, you'd actually be hearing that the the fans were kind of booing. They thought it was boring. They started chanting for the Red Wings because it's quite different from the '99 style overhead belly to belly there by Kurt.
0: Yeah, it's nice, nicely done. He's doing things with a lot of energy, and Mm. I've got to say, I'm quite impressed so far. If this was my first introduction to the character. I think i'll be taking more notice but i guess i say the times were different
1: yeah i think i think now this would be seen as a really good debut it probably still was then but almost by accident they used angle being good at wrestling as sort of a heel trait you know that he was good at wrestling so he, he's sort of bad because of that because he thinks he's so good and that sort of thing i sort of wonder whether kurt angle kind of ruined sort of the what uh, stone cob called the white meat Babyface, where you know the, the america loving not much other traits Babyface, because yeah. he he was a, such the antithesis of that and obviously the the heel that other people think well if another character comes on like that i'm gonna boom as well i actually think sean Stasiak does quite a good job in this match
0: I, I i can't remember seeing like it's somebody that obviously seen before but like not not to be Kind of hard to like. It's it's obviously not one of the more memorable characters
1: from the the era. He sort of had a problem that if he came along sort of mid 2000s, he might have done a lot better, I think, than at the time he was at. There was just too much star power around, and obviously coming in in the evasion when everyone expects to see Sting and Hogan and Goldberg, all the big names, and then they're getting Sean Stasiak. You know, I understand why they're disappointed. Angle cuts a promo here in the middle of the match where he basically has Mm. a go at the crowd for booing him.
0: And what I want to say, like, presumably this must have been planned, but they so there must have been expecting this reaction.
1: Well, I'm guessing because he worked a lot on the house show circuit before this, so I'm guessing they probably picked that up from house shows and then they ran with it. There's definitely a sense that he was supposed to be a heel in this match.
0: Well, I've got to say, for somebody you know doing their first pay per view to have the confidence to do that is quite impressive you know because th- this style of wrestling isn't his his background you know he's, he's not had you know extended spell on the independence kind of honing that that kind of heel work this must be presumably coming fairly naturally mm. to him
1: yeah there's a, a lot of um, parallels between him and and ronda rousey probably though kurt was a better at, at the promo side of things than rousey it's i mean rousey's getting better at it but um i think kurt was just natural at that as well uh, like, it's weird. I'm not really sure if Sean Stasiak is actually the, the, the sort of baby face in this match either. That's the weird thing. It's it's one of your favourite heel versus heel matches, I think.
0: Yes. Well, you can't go wrong with heel versus heel. The, going back to kind of WrestleMania 35, this isn't one of the more storylines that I've seen as much of. I mean, I've seen that, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a surprise that he's facing Corbin. Did you see that yeah.
1: Stasiak sort of F5 move?
0: Yes, that that will be uh, taken. Well, well, better. Yeah, it wasn't too.
1: quite. It was sort of into a front suplex more than a sort of a the sort of throwing action. That uh...
0: gosh, that was a it's a big dive that Stasiak did there. Yeah, yeah, big That's... miss. Like he's, he's he's got a lot of athleticism for for a guy his size.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Angle puts him away with the Olympic Slam, as it was known um, then.
0: That, that you know, for for a first match at Pay Per View, I, I think that there was plenty of positives in in there.
1: He's pretty much picked it up straight away. Obviously, he's had quite a lot of time. He has a a fair bit of time. I think he's had since March uh, 99. He was sort of signed with them. Because he did did actually appear on an earlier episode of Heat, um, where he was portrayed as a babyface against Tiger Ali Singh.
0: Just his expressions as he's walking off, like he looks like a a fully developed character.
1: Hmm. He's, He's very confident in what he's doing already, even just after one match. One thing I find really strange about Angle, actually, is that Shane McMahon has actually had a longer wrestling career than Kurt Angle, which I'm trying. To, how did that happen <laughs> Well, in terms yeah. of length? I mean, obviously, he's had a big gap in the middle, Shane, because he had about six years off, but uh, he actually started wrestling in, like, 98, whereas Angle started, obviously, the end of 99, so that's quite a weird thing to think, but, you know, 20-year wrestling career. Do you have any particular Kurt Angle highlights from his career?
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned Shane O'Mac because I think one of his most memorable efforts is the King of the Ring match against Shane Mac. The
1: oh, way well, he puts that, them through the actual glass.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, geez, that's that's a frightening watch. And, you know the "Don't Try This at Home" videos, and you kind of you watch that, and think, yeah, don't don't try that. It's yeah, quite scary, um, scary but incredible. So it's so, a yeah. I means lots of great matches. There was one I want to say a no out against the Undertaker that was. There was a really good match where The Undertaker was trying to use a, the triangle choke a lot, and I think was it his first main event at a pay per view, the the SummerSlam, I want to say 2000 Triple H and The Rock, yeah, Rock, where he kind of he, he got knocked unconscious. Was he unconscious or? Yeah,
1: I think he got knocked unconscious. They had a really sort of awkward angle uh, for that one pardon the pun, where, <laughs> yeah. where uh, he basically had this love triangle with Stephanie, Steph, yeah. and the whole idea of consent sort of went out the window for those. It's good you mentioned SummerSlam, because for me, I think, like, if you talk about Shawn Michaels being Mr. WrestleMania, I would say Kurt Angle was Mr. SummerSlam. It's between him and Brett, really. He had such a great run of matches. The 2001 match against Austin, the match against Rey Mysterio at mm. SummerSlam 2002, which I think was raised, probably raised debut. It was like ten minutes of absolute perfection, and then he faced Lesnar and Eddie at both WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Yeah, and obviously that amazing match she had at WrestleMania 21 against Shawn Michaels, which I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, and that because I, you know, thinking back to the uh, Armageddon Hell in a Cell, which was must have been yeah, December yeah. 2000, yeah, and kind of one. thinking like, you know, at the time. He, he definitely was a heel to me. Like Obviously, I, I appreciated his wrestling, but like, I wasn't wanting Kurt Angle to win. Yeah, kind of thinking, oh, he's got to drop it now. You know, can't, can't win that. And yeah, hold on to that.
1: In terms of his opponent, Baron Corbin, what do you make of that? Do you think he'll measure up to like Sean Stasiak in terms of Angle opponents?
0: Not having watched that much of the current product, I just don't get it. But it seems that I'm not alone in not getting that. Is it is it still beyond the realms of possibility that, that they'll just pull a fast one and 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 change that last minute?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of talk about it last week about them changing that match, but nothing's been announced yet. Maybe on Raw they'll we'll change it to something, which would be a bit awkward for this preview. But uh, to to
0: to me, kind of make kind of makes sense that you know, I'm not sure how much th- that's going to affect the show in terms of financial have that impact in terms yeah
1: absolutely yeah of
0: it, it being a bigger draw whoever his opponent is but what it will guess is is lots of heats and and even if it isn't necessarily one of the top names i think i've heard cena mentioned and shelton benjamin i think i've heard mentioned mm. which i think would be an interesting one
1: well it's funny because he's going on this sort of retirement tour and he's literally just faced samara joe and aj styles so he's facing yeah. people he could have potentially faced at mania but unlike Raw and SmackDown. So you know, it just kind of feels like, well, get all the big matches out of the way, then have the match at WrestleMania. But I guess the, the point of it is it's kind of like storyline that has been running, and that's their argument for it, and that's kind of the culmination of the storyline. That's kind of you know what people criticise WWE for too much, is sort of dropping storylines or not following through with them. And this is an example of following through of one. It might not be one people want exactly, but you know, I guess at least they are doing that.
0: I kind of expect something different to happen somebody else comes out or whether he, he has that match and then somebody else turns up and says, well, that can't be your last match or well, w- whatever it is. I kind of expect something different to happen. And I think because, you know, the, the opinion is that the fans aren't wanting that. I don't think it then matters who, who it would be that, that kind of comes in. People just see, oh, it's it's a change and, and they'll be kind of probably happy with whatever it is. So that that's kind of, my prediction is that that won't be the match.
1: Ah, you're saying so they won't have that match. Yeah.
0: Well, 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 I do have form for that. If you if you remember back to the Royal Wum- Royal Rumble, I picked the thirty first
1: entrance. <laughs> I was going uh, to pick you up on this actually because uh, yeah, we had a predictions game for the Royal Rumble, and you picked thirty one and won it.
0: Well, I, I, I was literally left with no other choice. <laughs> so I got I got in the action a little bit late on that, didn't I? And, and yeah, yeah. just gone. So you know what? Ever the optimist, I kind of you know, you you can play the cards that you're dealt and and it paid off handsomely.
1: They are technically saying that she was number 28, but she did enter the ring after the 30th entrance, so I think it's 31 to be honest. Like, it's weird this match, if it does take place, Angle versus Corbin, because usually the person who's retiring will lose the match, but in this case, I think Angle would probably win if that's the match.
0: Yeah, if that is the match, if Kurt Angle loses that, it's, it's a strange one. Like, he's, He's not against putting people over, is he? He's, he's, you know, I think he's done his share with with giving the, the you know the, the youngsters a bit of a rub. But we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I think it is right that he's retiring because unfortunately he just he's not it's not a patch on what he was in his prime in two thousand six that
0: sort of time. What what did you make to it when he came back, and, and what do you think the implications of that have been?
1: There was obviously that weird angle where Jason Jordan was Kurt Angle's son. Yes. When he sort of talks about his kids on like social media and then forgets to mention Jason Jordan. Everyone (laughs) everyone mentions him, oh, you've got another one. You've got Jason Jordan.
0: One of the things that I think about with with Kurt Angle is, do you think that made it easier for for Daniel Bryan to come back?
1: Do you mean because of the injuries that Angle had?
0: In in terms of uh, when Kurt Angle did come back, you, you know, I, you know, he I was know. he was brought well, in
1: as a replacement though because it was a the Shield match. Yeah, in, yeah, So yeah, I can I could see your point. Um, you know, they could say, I mean, I, Brian could say, well, if Angle's back, why can't I be back? And obviously, it was about six months later he was back. So yeah, maybe that was a contributing factor. Time for a few more WrestleMania 35 facts. This is scheduled to be the first time The Undertaker hasn't p- appeared at WrestleMania since the year 2000. Wow. Although that could actually change depending, because he could show up, we don't really know, but uh, he's not he's not scheduled to. I mean, he wasn't scheduled to last year, but he's just hinted at it massively that he was going to turn up.
0: See, I've not seen that bit from last year. So uh, I kind of I watched the very start of it. So I saw kind of Cena in the crowd and, and yeah, i never kind of got around to to, to so kind of what, got bits. i
1: could tell you what happened because it wasn't that much if you don't unless you don't want to spoil it, but basically cena comes to the ring thinking he's got a match and then lias comes out and he's like and he's, oh were you expecting somebody else it's quite funny uh, he <laughs> says that and then um so he gets easily dispatched by cena cena walks off depressed which i would describe uh, like a dead duck not quite <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he walks off the ramp and then the lights go out and then they have the yeah, you know, they have do you do you see the Wrestlemania 33 main event where they had the uh, where Undertaker left his hat and coat in the ring yes well they did that bit and then it, so, like uh, cheesy lightning effects struck the hat and coat in the ring and then Undertaker turned up and absolutely obliterated Cena in four minutes uh, which was like okay
0: He did look very good, though. I don't know. I'm not sure what they were trying to achieve with that, other than he's appeared and and almost that that novelty. But I don't really want to see the Undertaker reduced to that.
1: There was a lot of rumors he was going to turn up to WrestleMania, so who knows? He still might, but another likely absentee is John Cena. He's appeared at 15 consecutive WrestleManias prior to this one. Can go all the way back to to uh, WrestleMania 20, but he's not. He's not booked on the car He's not. Got a scheduled match or appearance or anything, so uh, no scene. You can't. You definitely can't see him this time.
0: No. So uh, I mean, I've, I've not seen or, or not not seen what um Cena's been up to. So is is he kind of off filming, or is he being an active participant at the minute? Or
1: well, last time I think he was on T rest. I think he was on WWE in January, and he got written off for an injury, but he actually had a part to play. Um, so it had to go off and I think that's what it's been since so usually he'll he'll turn up at the big events that WWE want him at like the like world tour events or particular things and usually that includes Wrestlemania but in this case I think he's probably double booked or they they think that they've perhaps got the star power going to try and power through with the star power they have Mm. Um, without Cena.
0: Yeah, I guess if he's not in uh, any high-profile matches, and I, I assume that it sold out really quickly, as as it usually does. and Yeah, it
1: actually takes quite a while to sell at WrestleMania. I think they, they haven't done it quite a few times. Because, really? Because what happens is you have you have your first gold, silver, bronze packages back in, I think, November, they released them. But then there's loads of, like, seats just hanging around and the, the sort of, you know, the, the rubbish seats and the slightly less rubbish seats, that they hang around for a long time, actually.
0: One of the things that I heard—I don't know if this is true—and I can't even think where I heard this—is that obviously they do they do all the tickets and, and release those tickets. But you know, I guess until the actual arena's set up, they're not necessarily sure about exactly what space they're going to have for exactly the, the number of seats, mm. and then maybe they make more available. Does that seem like a thing? Or I'm not
1: really sure. I, I would think if they've been to an arena before, and that's possibly why they're running a lot of WrestleManias at repeat arenas. Yeah, uh, they they'll pretty much know what the attendance is going to be. If if they've got some sort of elaborate staging, then maybe they can't do as many. Uh, I don't because if you saw the Royal Rumble this year, they actually had I think it was Chase Field and they had a sort of low stage, so that she had fans behind the stage, which is not something you usually see.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I like it when you get a bit of um, variation in the set design. You know, make makes just makes it stand out.
1: They're quite formatted, formulate with with, with their style of uh, staging.
0: It was a dogleg,
1: aisle, wasn't it. Yeah, dogleg. It dog leg. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I can't
0: remember. We, we, we saw one when we did the new gen. It was a dogleg somewhere. It just looks so.
1: Yeah, there's an and early. I think it's an early SummerSlam, and it goes round a corner. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but it's definitely one of the early SummerSlams that go around yeah. the corner as opposed to straight down the ramp. I always loved the um, old school Madison Square Garden entrance where they had. The entrance was, or you could actually, it was like the uh, it was almost like the SmackDown sort of camera angle of, of an entrance because the entrance was in the sort of hard cam, and yes, you know, we see it. Um, so it's like things like Royal Rumble 2000, SummerSlam 98. They, they did ditch it, I think, when they got to WrestleMania 20, they decided to ditch it and go back to their normal one, which was, I was a bit annoyed about that, but that was quite a nice staging. There's also that there is a thing in SmackDown 2 where there's the entranceways on two separate corners, isn't there? Which never, I've never seen it in actual wrestling, but it's, it was in a game. So there you
0: go. I can't remember that. I've played that a lot. Yeah, um, it does
1: have one, one of the, I think the pay per view
0: arena has two entrances. I uh, probably often use the Heat arena. All right, that, yeah, yeah. That being a, being a, a favourite of mine. But yeah, I absolutely agree with you about my, um, Madison Square Garden because it's, it's such a short aisleway. Um, when they have it in that orientation, and you kind of think that the difference between that length of highway and was it 33 that had the ridiculously long, yeah, I think um, that was entrance so, ramp. there was
1: one they were coming out on, um, on golf carts and stuff with solar. I think it was a Royal Rumble actually. Uh, hmm. The ramp was so long that they got wheeled to the ring, basically. It's, it's also Kofi Kingston's first one on one WrestleMania match since debuting with the company. 11 years ago. So he's been in Money in the Bank matches, he's been in tag matches, never been in a one-on-one contest. And he's not alone with that. There's quite a lot of people you could say of that. Like Dolph Ziggler never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, he was, was just always putting the ladder matches in, in sort of massive tag matches. It's just what the mid-cards sort of end up doing, unfortunately, because one of the things I would probably say about this year's Mania, although the women's stuff is great, there's no singles women's matches, and there was last year, and they're actually really rare in WrestleMania history to actually have women's singles matches. They had the two matches last year, and that was the first time in 11 years they'd had a, a women's singles match at WrestleMania.
0: So so last year there was, there was Asuka against Charlotte, and, and what was the other one? Alexa
1: Bliss, Nia Jax. Oh,
0: yeah, of course,
1: yeah. Yeah, so they were the two singles matches, but obviously this year they've gone for a triple threat and a fatal four-way tag and about a Royal, uh, but we'll get onto that yes, as we will. go on. All right, so our next match, it's the Universal Championship match. Do you like the, the name Universal Championship?
0: Um, I get it in the context of, you know, talking about the WWE Universe and making it seem big, but they've kind of left themselves with nowhere to go
1: oh yeah there's not, nothing really bigger than what's bigger than the universe the multiverse yeah not really but i love the kayfabe news articles you ever see these on online the sort of para- them. yeah brilliant they, they say they say that the that, that brock just hasn't been on wwe tv because he's been too busy defending his title on different planets <laughs> he hasn't had the time to be on raw so i love that i love that idea that he's going to like all these different planets Facing Martians, facing aliens, and defending his title all around the galaxy.
0: You know, I, so Are you a Lesnar fan?
1: I think he's very good at what he does. I think sometimes it's motivation with Lesnar, isn't it? Because you almost see two types of Brock Lesnar. You see the unmotivated Brock Lesnar, and you see the motivated Brock Lesnar. And the motivated Brock Lesnar... It's really good for it can almost be that sort of modern day equivalent of the Undertaker having his streak and you you have a person who loses against him but looks better in the process of losing which is something the Undertaker did a lot in the, yeah. the streak so the Finn Balor match at Royal Rumble is a good example of that but obviously that wasn't really they didn't keep that momentum going that's the other thing as well you've got to sort of commit to it once you've done it you've got to sort of you know give that person a bit of a push and obviously the AJ Styles match he had the other year and the Daniel Bryan match at Survivor Series was really good And a long time in the making that match um I think it was four and a half years it was supposed to happen beforehand but obviously mm-hmm. Bryan got injured before SummerSlam 2014 he's probably overvalued by WE in a way they seem to think that if they lost him it would be a big loss to their financial you know in terms of Drawing eyes to the product and making money, but I don't necessarily think that's true.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder—is it that they feel they get, you know, a level of legitimacy from yeah, having yeah. Brock at the, at, at the top? But I don't—it's—it's it, pro wrestling. You know, do do they need to? Does it need that level of legitimacy? Is, is something mm. that that I kind of question. And and my view and the reason that I asked you the kind of the question about whether you like Brock. Is I absolutely agree with you. I think he is. I think he is good at what he does, and I think it does vary on, you know, whether he he really wants to be there on that day or or less so. I really loved his first run. I found him, you know, it was a very entertaining, like a real must-watch. But I don't look forward to his matches now like I used to. Yeah. So so th- this this match WrestleMania, you know, might might be okay, but it's, it's not one of the, the the matches that I'd really kind of, you know, if, if I've got this mammoth show to kind of to, to get my way through and, and kind of chunks of time it's not going to be one of the first matches that i seek out
1: so i'm actually going to play a, a bit of a game with you i know how competitive you love to be excellent um so this this is a game called brock or rock so the idea is i'm going to say something, and you have to guess whether the rock did it or brock lesnar did it okay sound good
0: sounds very good but i i, I do worry when, when i'm faced with competition that i might fail and then I'll just be upset for the rest of the show, I'm afraid. But oh, I'm no,
1: no, don't be upset. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Right. You haven't got anybody competing against you, so you've got that for you.
0: Winner and loser all in one.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, defeated by the Hurricane on Raw. Was that Rock or Brock? Rock. Yeah, that's one out of one there, so well done. Won the UFC Heavyweight Championship.
0: I'm going to say Brock.
1: That's right. Again, they do get harder, by the way. Won the WWE title at Vengeance 2002.
0: Oh, Vengeance 2002! I'm gonna say Brock.
1: Just say Brock. Brock. No, it's Rock. It. Um. That oh. was that was the the pay per view before SummerSlam when Brock won it. Uh, starred in the Tooth Fairy.
0: I'm gonna say Rock.
1: That's right. Again, went to the University of Minnesota. Brock. Hmm.
0: He should have baroque music
1: for something. <laughs> <Bar-rockless. laughs> that would be that would be a great gimmick, actually. Although I don't, I think that might affect his legitimacy. <laughs> so appeared at WrestleMania twenty eight. Rock. He got that one. Lost to the Big Show at Survivor Series.
0: Baroque.
1: It's a trick question because it's both Rock and Brock. Uh,
0: well, half a point surely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you half a point because uh, Big Show beat the Rock at Survivor Series 99 the show we just watched actually and Brock uh, lost to the big show at Survivor Series ni- uh 2002 okay won the IWGP heavyweight championship Was that brock or rock the right again which one has faced john cena in the most one on one matches
0: uh brock
1: yeah it, brock's faced him i think it's four times actually no it's three times cuz it's not the but Roxton. rockston, rockston 2 yes left wwe after wrestlemania 20 um rock uh I, i've tricked you again it's both of them again <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so um i think you've got eight points
0: out of ten so so that wins me the speed boat the speed boat
1: <laughs> here's what you could have won yeah I, I, i'll get you a um a fun pack it should contain a curly whirly uh i was the
0: daily express
1: a digital watch with a denim strap
0: a uh, torch
1: yeah a uh, uh, big star razor.
0: <laughs> big star razor. <laughs> uh, that that was. I did have one of my birthday presents a couple of years ago from Adam. It was effectively almost like an Alan Partridge kit. Nice. With, that contained some of those items. And one of the things he, he bought me was a uh, a photo of Jet from Gladiators.
1: Ah, Jet from Gladiators. A frame. Um... And <laughs> did, did you know? Right, she's a, she's like a psychotherapist now.
0: Yeah, because you see, yeah. uh, occasionally you know the sorts of shows that I, I sometimes get uh, made to watch. I'm trying to think which one it was. If it's Love Island or something that she's done some she work was on, or Big, Big Brother.
1: Big Brother's little brother, I think at one yeah. point.
0: Yeah. So yes, I have have seen her on that, and but yeah, I ended up with this kind of photo of her, and um, so you know you kind of get given this this photo, and for instance, like well, we've got to put it up, in there. Was so it like, a signed photo. Why have you got a picture of Jet from Gladiators? It's just like you have to explain it all to them, but um, all good
1: fun. So, what's your prediction for this match, Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar? Oh,
0: uh, I'd like to say Seth, but it will be Brock, I'm sure.
1: Just because it, just because it's Brock. Uh,
0: I'm gonna again. I'm gonna be
1: contrarian and go Seth Rollins. So uh, it makes more sense to change the title now. But then again, I think they should have done it. We should have put the title on Braun, but uh, missed opportunity there. Do you have any favourite WrestleMania moments or matches?
0: Yeah, I've got one that for me stands um, above everything. And then I have a kind of another few that will probably give you a flavour of what, what interests me. So if I could watch one WrestleMania match again for the rest of my life, it would be Mick Foley against Edge from WrestleMania 22. There was just something about that that I was really Excited to watch it, and and a lot of this was was also the fact that just how I watched it, you know, that experience part of it, and like the bonding that you get. So you talk about you kind of you, your dad introducing you to wrestling. So for me, it's not been my dad; it's, it's been you know Stuart Adam and kind of other friends that have introduced me to wrestling. So kind of the way that we were kind of watching it together, kind of, just kind of the, the time that we had. Um, it was just kind of a very enjoyable match. I kind of liked the spectacle of it and th- I thought there were lots of things that were done really well for that match. Not not a great technical match, but it was just something that I really enjoyed. The other things w- that would be kind of my kind of match, you know, f- f- one of the early things that we watched in the show was WrestleMania 10, and, and kind of Brett Rioin, you know, still stands up to this day as, as being an, an absolutely fantastic match, you know, brilliant quality. And on the very same card, you had the the ladder match between uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, the, the first one, and, and that was brilliant. I mean, you've got things like, uh, you know, Undertaker's had obviously numerous fantastic matches, but, you know, probably his two against Shawn Michaels um, stand out. I wouldn't be necessarily a massive fan of Ric Flair in terms of not that I don't like him, but, but in terms of having my very favourite matches, but his match against Shawn Michaels, again, I found very enjoyable. Daniel Pryan at WrestleMania 30, the TLC matches, and a really random one, which I was quite jealous of. So um, Stuart Allen went out a few years ago to watch WrestleMania, and they, they got to see, I forget which number it was, the one where it was Undertaker against uh, Shane McMahon at Hell in the Cell. I, I kind of enjoyed the spectacle of Shane McMahon jump, jumping off, and it's one of those things that people say, that are like, you know, they don't want to see him do, and, and to some extent, I don't want to see him do it. But I'm always staggered by the things that some people are willing to do, whether it's foolishness or or bravery or, or, or what it is. But it's just like that's it's a spectacle.
1: Yeah, that was a bit mad. I remember, but it was it was sort of a big moment because. It had been a very long time since they'd done something like that. I think you've taken this very seriously, actually. I, th- I thought I thought you might be a bit more because uh, I've gone a bit more uh, fun. I think with it. I don't know, uh, but uh, I, I so a few few of my sort of highlights I put down are the Chicago Street Fight for WrestleMania 13.
0: Yes, that that was some something that we did enjoy watching. It. Yes, I, I, that's kind of slipped my memory, but yeah, Armour yeah. Johnson at his finest.
1: And I've put here
0: mainly due to the fire extinguishers. Yes. Oh, we, we we all know about the fire extinguishers.
1: Because okay, I think they used the foam one in that one, and usually you use CO two mm. because because um, obviously CO two, you know, it, it's not as uh, messy as as foam because it just sort of it dissipates after a while. Yes,
0: yeah, so, or well, you don't want to use the powder.
1: What you don't want to do with a CO two fire extinguisher? It's a bit of um, fire safety tips, anyway. If you if you hold the uh, if you hold it wrong, basically, you get your hand welded yes. to like a CO two um, fire extinguisher. So don't do that. So hopefully they receive proper health and safety training or how to use a fire extinguisher before they went out and do all those fire extinguisher spots.
0: Just out of curiosity, do you know what pressure they hold the CO2 under? No, I don't. No, I don't either. I was just thinking, so um, CO2 sublimes? Do you know what that that is? No, I don't. Right, so uh, kind of normal temperature and pressure, CO2 won't go through like a liquid state so it goes straight from a gas into a solid and and vice versa it's, it's just it's just an interesting little aside, or maybe not
1: bit of wrestle science i don't know if that's a new twitter account you can come up with. another thing i have put in is charles robertson running to the ring at wrestlemania 24 i did a, a review of wrestlemania 24 and in the main event it's uh, undertaker versus edge and in the middle of the match the referee gets knocked down yeah. And then Undertaker does a Tombstone, goes for the cover, and then you just see Charles Robinson absolutely legging <laughs> it down the massive ramp. And I, I, I like rewound this like ten times because it was so funny to just see, you know, Charles Robinson absolutely legging it. It was, it was, it was the best thing on that show, in my opinion. A few years ago, I wrote about like hidden gems at WrestleMania like yeah. the matches you wouldn't necessarily go to and one i came up with was, was the heart foundation versus the nasty boys from wrestlemania 7.
0: Oh, oh I've, I've, I've never seen um seven
1: wrestlemania seven right it's great but just turn it off after ultimate warrior versus randy savage because then it just falls off a clip it's it's, it's one of these this is what happens at quite a few wrestlemanias you have like a great first two hours and then it just sort of they just sort of peaks halfway through the through the show, so it, it, that happened last year at WrestleMania 34. They had the Ronda Rousey match in the middle yeah. of the show. After that, bang went downhill, and it was the same at WrestleMania 7. And this also included a sighting of Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone.
0: Am I right in thinking he's he's done some work with WWE? I'm
1: not sure. He, he does wrestling based stuff quite a lot on his um, Twitter, and he he was on uh, a rival podcast a couple of months ago. And he he he's done things like he's done a fun he does fun wars with wrestlers, like he's done Buff Bagwells, Scott Steiner and all this sort of thing. So he's still doing stuff. I don't know if they've really got him in to do anything. I mean maybe they have and maybe he was a guest of a uh, Raw and I've just wasn't paying attention at that time.
0: Sorry, question for you.
1: Yeah have you ever been it. to a WrestleMania? Have you ever been? Yeah. Yeah, I went to a WrestleMania thirty one in San Jose. Okay. how was that? It was brilliant actually. Although weirdly enough, when I watched it back the show. I preferred it when when I watched it than when I was in the stadium because it was so. I was. Get, I think I had heat stroke at the time as well because I was. I was like completely sunburned because of the day before I forgot to get sunscreen, and I was like completely sunburned. So I've, all my skin was like flaking off. Uh, so that was that's a fun thing to know. But um
0: what did so you kind of look like a flapjack?
1: Yes, it was a bit like a flapjack. <laughs> I was doing like a trip of US in general, so I was like at San Francisco. Went to San Jose like at four in the morning. Got a bus at four in the morning. Got there for like eight o'clock for access. Got a photo mm. with Dolph Ziggler, which was nice. Although long, long queue for that. Got to watch a lot of NXT matches with uh, like I think there was a triple threat between Becky Sasha and Charlotte back Wow. Then. Yeah, and you had uh, you had Neville who who was uh, banned from doing. They were banned from doing top rope moves because of the the roof height in the area. So the, he started just doing the stunner instead. And, yeah, I mean, it had loads of great things, WrestleMania 31. It's on one of my list is Rusev in a friggin' tank at WrestleMania yeah. 31. And the cash-in, which was great. Although it was funny because on the way back, when everyone was going back on the train, I had a really interesting train journey, search, actually, because when I went to the stadium, the, the announcer of the train goes, oh, don't have any Royal Rumbles, anyone. It's like, as soon as we got there. It's <laughs> and, then, and then on the way back, everyone was just like, how did that happen? What What's going on? Like, no one understood how the cash-in actually worked. I think there was quite a lot of I've been brought along by my partner sort of uh, people there or my yeah. friend. And I don't really know too much about this wrestling malarkey, but I'll try and make most of it. But what's all this cash-in nonsense? Why Why can they just join the match halfway? So it was just people explaining what happened. And I think even they were a bit confused because it never really had happened before a mid-match no. cash-in. And, yeah, I mean, it was a really great experience to go and see it. I don't I don't know if I'll go again just because of the money involved, but um, we'll see. And hopefully one day you'll get to go to WrestleMania, Paul.
0: Yeah, I think I'll have to wait until till the, the kids are a little bit yeah. older before I can do that. But, that, I mean, that, that's something that's kind of on my to-do list in terms of getting my kids into wrestling in kind of an appropriate way at an appropriate mm. age. We, which is sometimes easier said than done and, and one of the things that, that I've done bits off so far is, you know, Chikara is very family-friendly and, and kind of getting uh, my eldest to, to watch some of that with me when I get a chance to, to put it on. I
1: was going to ask if you have any WrestleMania matches that you're not so keen on or anything that you're not so keen on for WrestleMania.
0: I, I do... Uh, I don't like wastage. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal, you know, it, it's not the platform that it should be to kind of elevate... Uh, someone i mean it it should be used better than that i was really upset about the seamus daniel bryan match the kind of what was it 13 Mm. 17 seconds or yeah 18
1: seconds
0: Uh, i mean that's one that we got together and watched at a snooker club and like that was that was the match out of all of them that i was really looking forward to watching you know we got to the snooker earlier kind of it's showing all the previews and it's showing all the kind of previews for all of the other matches it's like Where's the Daniel Bryan preview? Where where is it? And it's like first match. Oh, they weren't showing it because it was the first match. Fine, and then it's over, and just took the like. I couldn't enjoy any of the rest of that show. Mm. Uh, I was just too upset.
1: It's kind of a running theme, actually. That's a sort of short WrestleMania match. It goes back a very long time, all the way to probably WrestleMania Two, where WrestleMania One, even where King Kong Bundy Mm. won in apparently seven seconds, nine seconds, and it was actually twenty-one or something. The most pointless one of that is, I think it's Kane versus Chavo Guerrero for the ECW title, yeah. because they brought all the ECW commentators in for yeah. like a 10-second match. It's like, well, that was an easy
0: paycheck, Joey Styles. And and the thing about that is, you, if you're going to have that much on the show, you've got to do that, otherwise it looks even more suspicious.
1: Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I've got a few here. Uh, the WrestleMania 4 tournament. Have you seen WrestleMania 4?
0: I think I have seen some of that. Okay. A very long time ago when yeah. when Stuart was living in Bedford. And I don't know why he was showing it to me, because it wasn't very good from what I remember.
1: No. But
0: it might have just been something that he, he was watching at the time, and therefore I was watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yes, I, I do have some recollections of that being uh, below average.
1: The problem is, it's like a, they have 21 matches on WrestleMania 4, which is insane. The tournament is such a waste, because you've got so much talent in 1988 it's like the the peak of 80s WWF, and they had like a jake roberts versus uh who's it rick rude match there was a 15 minute time limit a 15 minute time limit draw which was longest match on the card i think and then one the one man gang got to the semi-finals what was going on there you had you had like like ultimate warrior he wasn't in the tournament you had one man... Game, and it's like, there's so much talent, and then they just didn't use it right. And they could have had, like, an eight-man tournament that was really, really good, and they had a 16-man tournament that was a bit naff. And, but if you want... I mean, there is a good 16-man tournament, which is Survivor Series 98. I always think that is Fitz mm-hmm. Russo's finest hour. It's all, ru- it's all swerves, it's all, you know, constant yeah. storytelling, but it
0: works. I mean, the, the tournament idea, you know, I, I think that's actually quite difficult to pull off well. I think seeing mm. the same people perform multiple times in the night is quite difficult to watch sometimes. For, for me, having so much of a tournament all in one night where you're getting kind of repeat entrances and things, it, it just kind of, you know, surely that reaction is going to diminish each time you get that entrance That you know, must play into things.
1: The sort of better format for tournaments seems to have been what they've been doing recently with like Cruiserweight Classic and Mae Young Classic where you've got episodic, levels of matches so they're not no one's fighting once more than once on an episode but they've got the next episode where they'll be in the next match of the tournament so that seems to work quite well as a a sort of difference of than a one night tournament which is hard to do
0: yeah i mean you're right i think those those work really well and and obviously the the luxury of the network um really helps with that
1: i've got one more thing on my bad list which is the wrestlemania 25 kid rock concert into the miss wrestlemania battle royal which i think is my least favorite wrestlemania match ever no one was introduced santino won it who was i was going to ask you on
0: it you know uh, i guess what was wrestling thinking comes to mind
1: exactly (laughs) love to get the catchphrases on
0: i know Um, I've, i've forgotten some of them
1: it's the one thing
0: Oh, it's the one thing, yes. But that, that—that that turns out that that wasn't even my catchphrase. That um,
1: was it. Oh, I it mean, was Stewart's, was, wasn't it? Yeah, it
0: was Stewart's. But that's only recently come to light that that wasn't mine and I stole it. Sorry, I was, was going to say uh, the door's going to go in a minute. Mrs. Scrivens has just got back. All right. From a wild night out, so they apologise for the noise. That's right.
1: Oh, that's a good sounding door.
0: It is. I, I've I've left the squeak there just so I know when she's back.
1: Is it like an attention-seeking door?
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like a, a rudimentary burglar alarm. <laughs> I
1: I I remember staying in a hostel once and they had a, had a door that sounded like a cat's meow.
0: <laughs> Was Chris Eubank there?
1: He wasn't actually. Unfortunately, no. Was
0: it not a youth hostel then?
1: He wasn't youth, youth hosteling that particular day. That is my favourite WrestleMania sign from WrestleMania twenty-seven.
0: I've got to say, like, it's always
1: something to watch out for, isn't it? The signs. Yeah, um, there was Batista likes fish sticks, <laughs> which was based on the Kanye West thing, I think, because um, okay that that episode of South Park where just Kanye West really loves fish sticks. Obviously, it's fish fingers if you're in the UK, but uh, although fish don't have fingers, it's, it's it's anatomically incorrect. Yes, it is
0: anatomically incorrect. Maybe in a few years it won't be.
1: What fish will have fingers will, will, yeah. through genetic experiments?
0: They'll, they'll, they'll evolve them. <laughs>
1: evolve, yes. Yeah. Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> uh, that's a nice segue, actually, because we're we'll talking about Triple H versus Batista next. the match that took place originally at wrestlemania 21 14 years ago and batista will battle triple h in a no holds barred match batista has already said it's likely to be his last match and triple h has put his career on the line if he loses so who's going to come out on top on this one paul are you looking forward to this match or are you just thinking it's just a rerun of wrestlemania 21
0: Oh well, I, I can't remember WrestleMania 21, so this is fine. Um, that, that's
1: probably good. Like um, WrestleMania 21, another like WrestleMania Seven style pay per view. Really, really good first two hours, then falls off a cliff.
0: I, I one of my favourite matches, you know, from, from some time ago was a Vengeance. I uh, can't remember the was year. It 2005. But it,
1: the it, Hell in the Cell.
0: The Hell in the Cell. That, I love mean, the Hell was... in the Cell matches. Well, I, I don't I mean that, but that is a particularly cracking match.
1: Reminds me of your SmackDown Here Comes the Pain YouTube, where you, I think you did a leapfrog off the Hell in the Cell, which is quite, a, th- quite an achievement. That one,
0: I, th- I think that about three quarters of the games that we used to play were Hell in the Cells <laughs> on, on that, mainly just so you can jump off stuff and see how red your body goes.
1: I remember on like SmackDown 2, I used to have um, one of those, the, you get these like cheap things. You could create like really random matches like uh, Hell in a Cell Inferno matches and you can like add stuff into it. Although sometimes it would crash the game, which was quite fun. As a resident film expert, um, ha- <laughs> have you seen any of Batista's films?
0: Um, no. I gather he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, he's been in two of them.
0: Has he been in James Bond?
1: Yeah, it was in Spectre.
0: Also, I, ha- I-, I have seen Spectre, but I can't remember it particularly. <laughs> you can't was remember he a bad it. guy?
1: Yes, he was a bad guy. He wasn't the main bad guy. I think he was like the sort of, he was sort of kind of a Jaws level. Mm. It was their idea of bringing a sort of equivalent to the proceedings.
0: Well, I've, I've heard actually lots of good things about his acting from, from what I understand, um, from my very limited knowledge. He's, he's pretty good at what he does.
1: Yeah, he's very funny in Guardians. Obviously, there's a thing about James Gunn, the director of Guardians 1 and 2, who has recently got reinstated to do. Uh, the third one, it was. I think Batista was going to quit if if he wasn't reinstated. So when he says "Give me what I want," he really gets it. <laughs> uh, there's another film out recently, wrestling-wise. Um, Fighting with my family, the page film.
0: Yes, yes. Not seen that one yet.
1: I went to see it the other week. Actually, it's it's really good. I'll give you one tiny, tiny spoiler for me. Uh, there's a character called Jerry Lynn. <laughs> okay. Uh, not not who you'd expect it to be, but there is a character called Jerry Lynn. Did actually see Jerry Lynn tweet The Rock and said, "What, what, who, who? uh, What kind of rib is this?" And all that sort of thing. But yeah, a really good, really good story. Probably the best WWE Studios related film that I've seen, at least. And one thing I really love about Batista, and one thing I really wish that he would sort of stay around for longer for, is because the way he sort of generates memes, he's so sort of memeable. So much of his stuff can be taken into other sort of platforms and formats there was obviously blue teaster back in the day uh, in his 2014 run where he came out with i think blue tights at one event and then it became a whole thing <laughs> and then they dressed him up like smurf the smurf and the whole blue teaster movement and then the whole the, the sort of queen's wave goodbye in 2014 as well was a really good one uh, and since he's been back he's he's had quite the uh an interesting promo um, have you seen the Spice Girls version of this uh, promo? I think you know the one I'll be talking about.
0: Uh, I know the promo you're talking about. I'm not, I've not seen the Spice Girls version. When I was watching the promo, I was thinking of the Spice Girls. I mean, what times we live in when we can use a word like memeable.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it is a word. I'm probably just making it up, to be honest.
0: Well, it is now, once you've said it. <laughs> Can't go back in the box, can it?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm making up words on this show. Um, next will be on Countdown. So, if you have to pick Triple H or Batista for this match, who do you think?
0: Well, I think the logic says it's got to be Triple H, because I don't think he will put his career on the line and lose.
1: He's actually done this before. He did it at WrestleMania 29 against With... Brock, and he beat him. So, yeah, it's probably the same again, isn't it? Uh, and also, he hasn't won at WrestleMania for at least four four years. So, he's probably, he's probably overdue a victory at Mania.
0: Yeah, and I guess he's in, he's in one of those kind of difficult positions where he wants to obviously use his position to help elevate other people but you you can't keep doing that if you just lose
1: okay so we're going to look at the other matches on the card now we start with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal
0: so so it looks into this and as of last night I think there was only three people announced for it is there any more as of today (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny they uh, announced 26 more entrants <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i'm a little behind the times then so so i only have three to pick from um, i can run through for you if, if you if yeah. you want to
1: so you've got braun Strowman, uh michael cheat and colin jouster from saturday night live andrade he only has one name now <laughs> apollo cruz titus o'neill who probably fall under the ring Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Callisto, Grand Matalik, Lindsay Dorado, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, Rhino, Victor, Connor, Ali, no longer known as Mustafa, uh, Shelton Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Otis Tucker, EC3. It's basically anybody who's nobody. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think of the, the, the big names on that pack. There's not many to to choose from yeah so like braun i guess jeff hardy ali was getting a bit of a, a push wasn't he before he got injured but yeah I, I, I don't know i guess braun Strowman.
1: yeah that's the obvious one isn't it um but it, i think he was in it two years ago and he didn't win it i'm gonna go for shelton benjamin because maybe I'd love it if it was because maybe they'll play that into the whole angle if you if you're if your whole thing about kurt angle thing is right Maybe they'll have him win it and then he'll face cut
0: Angle. It's a big if. It's, big it, it, like it's a big if. But I'd like that happen,
1: yeah. So we've also got the women's battle royal and asker has been put in the match literally immediately after losing the title. I think they've scrapped, they finally scrapped the rematch clause now, I think, after many, many years of having the, the title rematch clause. They've actually got rid of it.
0: That's, that's a shame. I like the rematch clause. It
1: is quite good, but sometimes it does feel like it's a bit too much, like especially if they're doing lots of title changes back and forth within a feud because then it can go on forever so in this match is Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James and Selena Vega
0: yeah I think I think I've got to go for Asuka out of, out of that mm-hmm. bunch really
1: yeah I think I'll say Asuka although I think what happened last year is that the winner was promised a title match and then didn't get it for absolutely ages, or I'm not even sure she got the match No, me and uh then we got the two oh five live match, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Neice.
0: I've not seen much much of the
1: um I did see the um super showdown, which was actually on my birthday last year. Uh so it's quite weird having getting to watch uh, wrestling at ten in the morning on your birthday. Buddy Murphy think faces Cedric Alexander. Then he he's really impressive, and they have been quite impressive too. If I'd like, but it's just, it's just not big enough, I guess. You know, to
0: no, I've, I've seen, um, I've seen a little bit of Buddy Murphy, and he, he has impressed me. Like his finisher, you know, that, that's some more of the wrestling that I'd quite like to have the opportunity to, to dip into more often.
1: Who do you think's going to win, Buddy Murphy or Tony Neese?
0: I've not really seen Tony Neese particularly, so so I'll go for Buddy Murphy because I, I, I like what I've seen of him.
1: Yeah, I'll go for Buddy Murphy as well. Then we have got the uh, women's tag team titles match. Uh, it's the Boss and Hug Connection: Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Tamina and Nia Jax versus the Divas of Doom: Natalia and Beth Phoenix. That's that's what they're actually calling them. And the iconics: Billy Kay and Peyton Royce.
0: Yeah, I've got. I've got to say, I'm a I'm a big um, Sasha Banks fan. Um, I really enjoyed her match at the Royal Rumble with Ronda Rousey. Uh, I, th- I thought that was a, an excellent match, and I, I'd, I'd hope that they would would win it. It seems a little unfortunate that that it's a four-way tag match. I think I think that's just going to be a bit overwhelming. But but that said, it's it's good that there's so much variety of, of teams available. But yeah, I, I want it to be uh, Bailey and Sasha.
1: Did you see that amazing um, after-show promo from the Royal Rumble by the Iconics?
0: No, I've seen
1: it. It was uh, ba- basically they have a, like a verbal tirade at Kathy Kelly. It's like, and Billy Kay goes, "You got to journalism for that? You got to be joking me!" <laughs> it, was, it was so good. So they brought Beth Phoenix back for this match, but it is a bit like there's so many people in the match that it's not really going to make a massive an impact that they wanted to make. Mm. And they've literally just introduced these tag tiles. so I'm guessing that Sasha and Bailey are going to win it. We've got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. It does seem like a little bit of demotion for Styles at the moment because he he's not really in the main event picture as much as he was like a year ago.
0: No, I definitely will be waiting. Presumably that the the there will be a you know an absolute epic spot in that match. Two guys are quite special with their timing. Yeah, I can imagine them doing something pretty spectacular. So yeah, fingers crossed for for a good match. That. They're doing the whole um smackdown is AJ's yard or the house that Orton builds, aren't
1: they? The thing with Randy Orton, it does seem like there's some sort of contractual thing that he has to have a match at every WrestleMania. Because especially the last couple, he's sort of just been there. And it's like, there's not really enough reason for him to be there. But it's Randy Orton, so he has to be on the main card. So I wonder if it's in his
0: contract. I, it's, it's strange that some, somebody that has been so high profile can just... Yeah, being what seems like a, a bit of a throwaway match, which seems strange to say about Orton against Stylers But although I'm looking forward to it, it just feel like a bit of a throwaway.
1: Next match is Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. You happy to see Rey back?
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. So you know the the, the comments that we went through earlier. There's there's a lot of love for, for for Rey's return, and and yeah, again the bits that I've seen. I mean, how how old is he now? He's he's still in in good shape and, and working really well.
1: He's 44. Wow. And I think he's actually in better shape than he was in his late sort of WWE run, where he got loads of injuries, loads, loads of injuries, can't speak, (laughs) loads of injuries. Because at that time, I think it was around two thousand and six, where he sort of, you know, gained a lot of muscle mass, Mm. and then he got injured quite a few times, and he didn't have the, you know, the quality of matches that he had before that, which was a shame. But he does seem like he's he's built that back up again with his series against Andrade.
0: Yeah, I really rate Andrade. I think, yeah, so some of his matches that I've seen.
1: Yeah, his uh, NXT ha- matches against Johnny Gargano were pretty awesome.
0: No, and I, th- I think he, you know, that's a, a good pairing, actually, to, to have Andrade with, with Ray. But, you know, Joe's, uh, uh, Joe's great. I'm a real big fan of Joe. So looking forward to seeing him against Ray. I think that could be a really interesting contest.
1: What's his percent chance of winning?
0: Uh, probably, was it, I don't know, 166% or something.
1: As long as you don't add Kurt Angle to the mix
0: yeah but in in, ter- in terms of that I mean realistically I, I can I can imagine that being a relatively short match given the number of matches on the card so yeah. uh, you know I could, I could see yeah a, a, a quite spirited match with a few a few real good highlights
1: yeah I think Samoa Joe is going to retain because he's literally just won the title yes That's like that re- like... that really weird spell actually where like R-Truth had the US title
0: Yes, that, that seemingly came out of nowhere to me um, when I when I heard that, but yeah.
1: Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley.
0: I've heard of Bobby Lashley's return, but I've not seen him wrestle. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I've not seen a lot of um, Balor's matches particularly. I've, I've seen a few, nothing particularly recently. So I'm a bit in the dark about that match.
1: Well, apparently um, Finn might be coming as a demon. Uh, it does seem kind of pointless, um, but I think Finn Balor's
0: going to win this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for, I'll go for Finn.
1: And one more match we've got is Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Obviously, Roman Reigns making his return after his leukemia uh, diagnosis uh, late last year. He returned, I think, probably at Fastlane, where he teamed with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. The the last bastion of the shield for mm. dean ambrose leaves the company although that has yeah. been that's been so well promoted that it feels like it's not going to happen or or that it's some sort of so we can bring him back in three months sort of thing because usually that that wwe would never promote somebody leaving
0: yes i hadn't thought about that but yes i i, I agree no it's, it's, it's quite interesting when just whilst um looking, looking on the network for some other stuff earlier I, I watched the start of, a, uh, of the Raw where it where came back. And, and you know, it was, it was really interesting to see, you know, talk about one of the things that I like about wrestling in, in terms of the emotional investment. It was really interesting to see the amount of emotion on display. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be quite interesting. I expect Roman to win.
1: Yeah, definitely. What's quite a historical point of interest here, if you had this match in 2013, it would be a squash match because drew mcintyre was a, a jobber in 3mb and now he's yep. like seen as an equal to roman reigns in 2019 so that, that's that's really showing how far he's come
0: yeah he's, he's he's done very well since coming back
1: well i do love 3mb even so
0: and I don't, adam a was a show. big fan and yeah big big fan of 3mb
1: he's still not seen the WLC match
0: i i've not said I've no i've not oh, seen oh, it no
1: So moving on to the main event of WrestleMania, as has been announced by the WWE, which will pit Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair against each other for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. It's winner take, winner take all, as Vince would like to say. While this match may contain a former UFC bantamweight champion, all the attention in the build-up has been on Becky Lynch. Before we talk about the match, we caught up with two wrestling fans from across the pond, Jacob and Jack, to share some of their favourite moments of Becky's career so far.
2: I wasn't meant to be the main event but here I am I wasn't meant to be the talk of the entire industry but here I am
3: what's there to say about Becky Lynch that hasn't been said already she's the man
2: ah beating Charlotte Flair the most decorated woman in WWE history proved I am the man probably one of the best baby faces on the roster, if not the best. The man, toe to toe with Nia Jax! It's that magical thing that happens
3: not too often in wrestling, where everything, the stars align, and a char- a performer, has a character that has a run that just resonates with the crowd so well. Oh,
2: look at Becky Legs! Becky's got a chair. Legs with a chair.
3: We saw glimpses of it you know, when she had that. Uh, she was in that fatal four-way match at NXT.
2: Sasha trying to go for the double knee drop. Becky out of the way and out of the top rope. Here she comes! Big drop kick! It's a huge opportunity for Becky Lynch, but she needs to capitalize. Like most people, I adored that title match she had with Sasha Banks at TakeOver Unstoppable in May of 2015. Yeah, Becky Lynch! Yeah, submission maneuver! Submission maneuver. Honestly, from an in-ring perspective, way surpassed Sasha and Bailey's, you know, two classics. Big statement! Submission! Submission locked in! Becky's trying to fight it. She's trying to hold on. And the post-match was just the icing on the cake when they were singing. Full Sail University was singing Becky's theme to Becky.
3: Becky Lynch has officially arrived. One of my favorite matches that Becky's had so far was the table match she had with Alexa Bliss um, for the SmackDown Live Women's uh, title.
2: Oh, oh, oh. On the
3: what? It allowed for us to see the start of the Alexa Bliss character and look at what she's gone on to uh, do.
2: And Alexa Bliss crashes into the table.
3: And of course, it came at Becky's expense, but I still thought it was a decent
2: match. Oh, oh. oh. Look at us, a new champion! Uh, Program in early 2016 with Charlotte was really where they both shined as singles competitors. We saw this last week. On, got her. Got her. It started Charlotte's streak of being just like the best big match performer in the company. Not like this. Obviously, her recent program with Charlotte has been top-notch, especially the last woman standing match at Evolution, which is probably the best last man standing match ever in WWE. Becky Lynch is now going to climb the ladder. The leg drop off the ladder uh,
3: onto the table was just insane.
2: Becky Lynch is going up top!
3: And then all the bumps that those women took was just maddening, um, but that was really good as well.
2: Becky Lynch! Oh, through the table! I think the fact that it's going on last is a pretty good indication that Becky's gonna go over, you know, the night's gonna end with her holding the title and the fireworks go off. There's a shred of cynicism in a lot of us that there's gonna be some shenanigans. Logic would dictate that, you know, she needs to pin Ronda in order for it to feel like a full victory. But despite all the cynicism that we probably are
3: approaching uh, into the show and that match specifically, I still think Becky Lynch will, win to get that culmination of this
2: magnificent run that she's had and get her this WrestleMania moment. They could probably have her pin Charlotte in order to build up an eventual rematch with Ronda. You know, down the line, obviously, you know, Ronda comes back, says Becky
3: did not beat her, so they get their proper singles match somewhere down the line, maybe a year from now. But uh, yeah, I think Becky Lynch will win at WrestleMania. and cement herself as the man
2: and at Wrestlemania I am going to break your mystique I am
1: going to take your title and I am going to kick your ass in front of the whole world and a big thanks to Jacob Cristobal and Jack Robert for their contributions what a career Becky has had so far going into the main event of Wrestlemania Paul what are your thoughts going into Smash?
0: Yeah, it's been been an interesting one. Um, the, 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 this kind of storyline seems to have flicked around a few times, and, you know, there's been recent developments this week with, um, well, it was this week, wasn't it? So Charlotte won the title for Massacre.
1: I was going to ask you about that. Like, what was wrestling thinking?
0: Well, look, like, like I have seen, like, a few videos, like, you know, stuff pops up in your feed, YouTube feed, and, like, sometimes against my better judgment, I watch it and kind of spoil things for myself. Yeah, I can kind of see that there's, there's a logic there if rousey may go off for, for, for some time after wrestlemania and kind of see why they're doing the triple threat and why they might have put this aspect in there but i do feel for asuka i think she's very deserving of of doing something you know high profile at wrestlemania
1: it was kind of weird as well because they had to beat becky lynch like the hottest prospect in the company at royal rumble and then it just sort of didn't follow up on it at all do you think it would have been better if it was just um, Ronda Rousey versus Becky rather than the addition of Charlotte?
0: What fans want is, is Ronda versus Becky. But like I said, I'm you know, still very much looking forward to this match. I mean, probably after all the matches, this is the one that I do have the most interest in seeing.
1: I think Becky Lynch has sort of managed to do something that a lot of people struggle with and that's to sort of break through and she really has a sense of confidence about her now I think it wasn't necessarily showing before but you you get a sense of in terms of a sort of promo material I mean it's been so much better than it was before her sort of attitude change at uh, SummerSlam and obviously Ronda Rousey she's had a really great you know rookie year in terms of wrestling she does seem to be a bit wound up this wrestlemania season i mean that there is the the quite maddening social media sort of rivalry which is probably arguably more interesting than the in-ring rivalry for this match
0: i guess that is wrestling in the modern age you know it can't it can't be isolated from social media social media is a very useful tool in promoting matches and i guess they're trying to exploit it yeah. i mean one of, one of the things that i always wonder about is you know how much freedom do do the the superstars get to you know have their say in what goes on their twitter account and how much is is done for them
1: i think they get quite a bit of freedom actually you know just based on what i've seen i, I think that that's just them doing it as a way to promote i don't think wb are that they they actively encourage almost this sort of thing it sort of generates a buzz about um their their products and also you know becky lynch actually the most mentioned sports women on twitter She was second on the list after Serena Williams, and I think Ronda was fourth,
0: I think, in the list. So um, that's really good going, you know, to to be second and fourth out of you know such a big sector.
1: Have you ever been like a fan of UFC? Did you ever see like Ronda Rousey stuff there?
0: No, again, it's 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 stuff that's. I, I see a little bit of not that that I ever seek it out. Um,
1: yeah, some of the matches are quite short, aren't they? They're like, they're like because I know she had quite a few short matches. It's like, well, why would you pay on pay per view for this We well, could just watch it on Twitter the next day? I don't know.
0: It doesn't kind of grab my uh, attention in the way that wrestling does. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a legitimate contest, and you know, it has its own sense of drama. But the, the you know the the other aspects of some of the theatre to it that that wrestling has is. It's a bit of a missing ingredient for me, and it's, it's not something that I necessarily enjoy. I do have a little curiosity, maybe if if somebody like, you know, CM Punk or Brock or, or somebody's there. But um,
1: Jack Swagger, j- he did uh, it. I English. think he been doing it? Yeah, he had our truth wrap him to the ring. What? And he, he he faced this really out out of shape guy, so it was an easy win, basically. Yeah, I I'm I'm sort of I, I sort of pay attention to UFC when other people pay attention to UFC, and it's sort of there. So do you have a, what's your prediction for this one?
0: I mean, uh, everything says that Becky should get her moment. But I mean, and this is one of the things that I'm thinking about with, with the card. And you, you think, of you know, you've got matches like Kofi that you expect to win. And it's one of those things that they can't all, all those matches can't go the way that the fans want. You know, it's going to be one. I think that this one will probably go in Becky's favour. Uh, I think that's one that I feel more confident about actually predicting and it, it's just one of those things where you know because people are expecting it they might as well do something different so but i'm starting to second guess myself again now
1: yeah i, I think one of the really interesting things about this year's rumble was it, it really felt like this is what the 2014 royal rumble how it should have ended like because of becky getting into the match winning the rumble and that felt like something that brian should have done five years ago If this is an equivalent, it's quite equivalent in a way, but obviously there are differences, you would say that Becky has got to win this match. And I do think that's going to happen. There is a slight bit in the back of my mind saying they're going to give it to Charlotte because it does seem like Charlotte is seen as the more sort of marketable uh, face of the women's division. Maybe they think Becky is, but they're not quite 100% sold on that idea. I think it's possible that Charlotte
0: could win, but I would probably go for Becky Lynch. Yeah, I mean, do, do you have any feelings about who might take the loss?
1: It should be Ronda really, but then again, yeah, it could be it could be a little bit of a similar situation to WrestleMania 30 where Brian tapped out Batista who wasn't the champion. So, and then obviously that sets up something down the line between a singles match between uh, Becky and Ronda at some point.
0: For, for me like the, the the great thing is that there is so many quality and interesting characters in the women's division it is this it really compelling stuff
1: yeah and i haven't really you know until the last couple of years there was pretty much your sort of two or three archetype women's characters unfortunately but they've really expanded that out and actually just let them go of it and I, i've always felt the most upside and potential for the future of WWE's companies through women's wrestling and in fact it ties in with the cultural changes that are happening in the world now, there seems to be if if there is another sort of boom period or mark or, or or time where it gets popular again, it would be because of women's wrestling as opposed to, you know, go, going with the with the men again. And I mean, WWE sort of tack is kind of mixed because on one hand they're sort of pushing these matches. You've got the big names like Ronda Rousey, and on the other hand you've got sort of a lot of languishing people. There's no women's mid card really there's definitely a lot of work for them to do in that front but you know it's really good that they're having this match uh, such a high profile on Wrestlemania
0: I mean I'm, I'm glad it is I, mean, I, I really am because like I say out of all the matches this is the one that that I have got the most interest in seeing and I, I don't think it was too long ago that when, when we're doing the new gen podcast and we're, I'm sure we had a conversation about will we have a um, a women's main event at Wrestlemania perhaps three or four years ago had that discussion and, and we're kind of saying well i'm sure there will uh, I, I think the outcome was probably we think there probably will be but not for some time and for it to come round relatively quickly is is a fantastic thing
1: we have one more thing to predict tonight and that is the length of the show long i, I actually come up with some kind of a kind of a To work out how long the show might be. I thought you might appreciate this sort of wrestle maths. Yeah, go for it. Uh, So what I did, it took took quite a while. I think I was procrastinating for doing more important things. So basically, I I found the average time of a match at WrestleMania, which is 11 minutes, 39 seconds. Then times that by the number of matches on the card, which is now 14. I I think I've done my calculation late and I've done 13, so I might have to redo it. And then I also worked out the percentage that of WrestleMania the average percentage of WrestleManias that isn't a match. Yeah, and then sort of times them
0: all together. That 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 has, uh, you know, very good logic to it. So, what what does your algorithm tell you?
1: Three hours fifty two minutes, which is way too short. But then I did it just on the last um, ten WrestleManias and got four hours thirty nine minutes. It's probably a lot closer.
0: I expect it to be longer than that. Uh, I mean. I guess one of the things that would be interesting to see if, if you're really to dive into this deeper is how does you, you know the, the number of matches correlate to the match length and, and also the proportion of time actually spent wrestling to try and factor that in. But but I'm expecting it to hit somewhere um, 5 hours 30 mark for the, and just the main show we're talking about here, aren't
1: we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I, I've gone for a slightly more conservative estimate estimate of five hours twenty. Um, so
0: so five hours twenty five is the cutoff where one of us will take the spoils.
1: Yeah, is is it like um, Prices Right where it's like not a penny over? <laughs> no, <it's not laughs> no we we'll
0: don't do that. We'll, do, we'll go we'll go midway. But yeah, we'll be kind of like just hoping there's a few extra kickouts in the main event.
1: <laughs> like it's weird because um, cause I think the the big warning sign for this WrestleMania being ridiculously long. Was uh, Royal Rumble where they had a five-hour show, at Royal Rumble, they'd never done that before.
0: I mean, where, where do you stand on like uh, a discussion that I've had in the past is, you know, should WrestleMania be split over multiple nights?
1: I think it could be. I think what what would be interesting is if they brought back the WrestleMania Two idea but tweaked it. Do you know like so WrestleMania Two? Obviously, it was held in three different locations on the hmm. same night. If you tweet that idea and had it in different locations on different nights, you could actually make something that's even bigger than what they've got in the minute. So it's kind of like a big event. So you could have a free night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. You could do one, even if they've got the Saudi Arabia thing, you could do one in Saudi Arabia, one in like Europe and one in the US. And then they sort of split that up. Over three nights, you could have the different matches on those cards. The only issue about splitting it up is I think that WWE would just make them all longer, so you've got mm. even more. Like I don't know if that solves the problem, really. I yeah,
0: think- there is a danger there. I mean, I guess one of the the, the factors that might come into it are just the, the production costs for for the, you know the actual event of a WrestleMania must be phenomenally high. So to to do that across multiple events and just in terms of things like the amount of cameras that you need would make that very challenging because what do they spend like a week or something yeah they has the... the
1: week before setting it up i think they just started setting it up now
0: i also find that really, really interesting you know where you get those early early kind of pictures about kind of the, the sets being made I, I was like like finding those out
1: if we've come to the end of our podcast and thanks very much for joining me today paul
0: thank you very much for talking to me
1: yeah have you got any exciting wrestlemania plans or beyond that or Anything you got coming up?
0: WrestleMania plans will be to catch what I can do on probably the Monday and and Tuesday nights after, and, and probably trying to avoid Twitter for for a couple of days if I don't want spoilers. Which is easier said than done with with modern technology. It's hard to escape, isn't it? it We're turning to an episode of The Lightly Lads. Yeah, no, no, not not really got any any grand grand plans. Got a busy busy working week coming up, so kind of make it make it through that and into WrestleMania. I, I'm at a stage where I do feel like I need just a nice rest with not too much on. I mean, Christmas was lovely; had a had a really nice Christmas, but it, it wasn't restful at all. It was that was all go, and, and, it, and it has pretty much been ever since. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to taking it down a gear or two. What, what about yourself, Richard? Have you have you got any uh, any plans to to stay up late and and watch it live?
1: Yeah, I've I've been thinking about uh, you know going to like a, a pub and watching the Show, I don't know if you heard the, the rumble actually. People got kicked out of pubs before the show ends because they only had a license to four, four o'clock,
0: right? So they
1: were getting kicked out for, for the last hour. But I'm sure they've worked that out for WrestleMania in past years. I have stayed up to watch it, but in the last couple of years I hadn't because I had work. Um, so I might have watched it to like 12 or 1 and then watch it the next day. That's quite good actually because you can it's nice to split up the longer shows because they're just a bit. They're a bit hard to digest in one sitting.
0: Yes, yeah, so, and, and that, that's actually a likelihood for me that, that I will stay up for the for the first bit. I mean, I'm more than certain I'll, I'll probably catch them in the pre-show, maybe, maybe the, the first match or or two. But yeah, it's going much later, and that is, you know, I, I struggle to stay awake anymore.
1: So uh, it sounds like you, Paul. You maybe it's not WrestleMania you want; it's Restful Mania.
0: Restful Mania for for a good few weeks would be a nice thing.
1: Before you go, you have to plug your Twitter because you know it's, it's 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 the thing you always do.
0: Well, I am at yes, Paul Scrivens. This feels weird not not having done a countdown because uh, Stuart used as like you know five <laughs> where ways. Where you can find us? Or, so, yeah, I, I've so.
1: only got two ways. It's problem.
0: Well, go, go go for two ways.
1: <laughs> Are you going to do the numbers for me? Number two. You can find us on Burst Radio on Twitter at Burst Radio.
0: And number one
1: all our shows are available on demand at burst.co.uk and
0: i'm at yes paul Scrivens.
1: and i'm at sheep fm thanks very much for listening and uh, th- hope you've enjoyed the third annual burst wrestlemania preview show <laughs> This WrestleMania 35 Preview Podcast was presented by Richard Carey with guest Paul Scrivens. Special thanks to Jacob Cristobal and Jack Robert. The WrestleMania 35 Preview Podcast is a Burst production.
0: <laughs> what I really, really want.
1: You're going to do the Spice Girls song now?
0: I've only done one Spice Spice Girls song um, in my repertoire.
1: Because it's got the maths in?
0: I'm, I'm to think. It was, i think. It was. It was say you'd
1: be there, wasn't it? I'm sure it was because it's got if you put two and two together, you'll see what offensive is for. <laughs> At Spice Girls, man.
0: Yeah, I hadn't, hadn't even considered that. Do you not realise that about that song? No, because I, I, was, I do all my singing under duress. So I, I kind of get, <laughs> I get forced to do it, um, often against my will, um, and they won't let me out of the house until it's done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like some sort of kidnapping going on here.
0: Well it, well, it is like you know, there was a stage where it's just like really kind of making me do it. And then I kind of got a little bit more into it as, as time went on. I do wonder about what their neighbours thought sometimes, because occasionally um, if it was a song that I was really unfamiliar with, with uh, I would I would have to do like four or five run throughs before to really, you know, nail it.
1: Yeah, I must admit that I think the time you did Spaceman by Babylon Zoo that didn't go very well did it oh,
0: it's, it's I, a hard that was partly song because i don't like that song very much
1: yeah it's a really weird song as well because it's kind of got the slow it's it's just two like two different songs sort of it's together. all over the place brilliant so um thanks for that bit of <laughs> and a bit of fun there